welcome to the Servants of Fire podcast, where we dive into real-life application of the prophetic, evangelism, pastoring, healing, and so much more. We'll have special guests and your host, Alvin Kaufman. Thanks for joining us on the Servants of Fire podcast. I did this interview with Luis Lopez. This is one of my favorite episodes that I did. We really go through seeing in the spirit, seeing angels, what working with angels looks like, activations on how to see in the spirit, and Luis just really goes through her whole story. Uh, this is part one. You can catch part two in a, about a week. I'm going to have it edited and up, and uh, yeah, just hit that subscribe button so you guys know when it's up, and give us a rating if you like too. So without further ado, let's get into this interview. Go into your story about uh, a seer or, or seeing things in, in the spirit. Um, yeah, so my uh, my name is Louise Lopez. I live in Reading, California. I'm originally from Wales in the UK. Um, even though I don't sound like it, I sound extremely Americanized now. But I promise you, I am Welsh. I was born in Wales. Um, lived there for the first um, 19 years of my life. And then I moved out to Reading, California to do um, BSSM, Bethel School Supernatural Ministry, planning on just being here for nine months. Like I had no desire to stay out here for any longer than nine months. And now it's like, that was 2008 and now it's 2018 and I'm still here. So obviously God had a completely different plan for my life, but, um, but I love it. I love, I love being here. And so, so yeah, so I was raised, um, I was raised seeing and having, um, having encounters and my parents, um, you know, when I first started telling them as a kid that I, that I was seeing things, um, you know, my, my mom's kind of perspective on it. She's like, well, there's angels in the Bible and people saw them and they encountered them. So sure. Why not? Kind of a thing. And that was kind of the attitude that she, she came at it with. So yes, yeah, so I just kind of saw angels had encounters with them. Like I don't, I don't ever remember not seeing them. Like they've just always kind of been there. I do actually remember um, the first time meeting one of my angels, um, whose name is Jason. I remember meeting him the first time when I was like five um, and I have like a written out, um, have written out what it was like the first time I met him and stuff like that, that I wrote um, in my early teens about that encounter. So yeah, so just kind of grew up in this really. And how have other people reacted when you've told them that like you see angels all the time that you interact with them? Um, what kind of feedback have you gotten with that? Uh, I mean, growing up, it actually was very positive. Um, I grew up, I come from an amazing church in Wales. And so my dad was the senior pastor. And so the church was actually always super encouraging. Like, I don't ever remember the my church or youth group or anything like that telling me that it was weird. You know, I just, my, and I think in that sense, my parents, they kept me um, protected in that sense. Like, um, and obviously there were times where, I, you know, I remember going home and I'm like, oh, I, I told people I saw angels and they told me they weren't real or we shouldn't see them. And, you know, my parents just reminded me who I was. And, um, you know, just I think their encouragement was huge because I never felt like I actually didn't. It wasn't actually till my early teens when I realized that not everybody saw like I did. Like up to that point, I seriously thought. Everybody sees like this is just a part of this is just a part of life. Like everybody sees angels, and it wasn't until I was like a teenager where people are like, ah, yeah, I don't see that stuff, you know. And I'm like, wait, what? You don't, you know, because it was just normal. Like I didn't know any different. And um, you know, what I do remember being in my teens, like obviously, you know, telling people that I saw and had encounters, and they were just, you know, 
some people would get like freaked out about it or whatever and be like, oh, I don't really know. But, you know, I would always go back to my parents and they would always be like, no, that's not true. This is who you are. Like, yes, you can see, you know, so I always would come back to them and they would always just constantly remind me who I was and, you know, who that it was that it was awesome that I saw and, you know, just start telling me about encounters. So they they definitely did a great job of of protecting them. So right on so how how has it been in like a ministry sense now like you you went to bssm but um and now you're doing like itinerant ministry as well too how how do angels i guess help us in um whether it be healing whether it be other forms of ministry that you've seen like how how does that affect you in ministry um does it make it easier or do you see what angels are doing or can you kind of go into that aspect of of just ministry yeah, oh, it definitely makes it easier. So much easier. It's it's so nice having the angelic to partner with in meetings. You know, for example, like in healing meetings, I'll see angels actually come in carrying body parts, uh, which sounds super weird, but like I'll I'll be looking around the room. Like I remember one instance that just that just come into my head. I remember being in one church service, and I I was I wasn't even speaking at the conference, I was just kind of attending the conference and suddenly I hear over the microphone, um, Louise, if you're in the room, can you come and tell us if you're seeing anything? And I'm like, and I was like on the floor, I remember, and I, so I got a, one of the microphone and I saw this angel come in carrying hair. And I'm like, and I just said, pray, I'm like, God's restoring hair. Like if you need that, you know, you can receive it. And at the time people thought it was really strange, but later on this girl actually got completely healed. Um, she'd had this stress disorder basically her hair was falling out and the doctors had told her it wouldn't start growing back and then from that moment her hair actually started growing back and so like in ministry like partnering with them like that so you know especially with healing it's extremely useful and makes you know because I'll just when you know when times of healing comes I'll just look around the room and you know and sometimes too that's how I know um, if God's if healing start to break out, you know, if I'm in a meeting and I look around, I'm like, wow, there's a ton of healing angels in the room right now. I know in ministry, okay, I'm really going to go after this right now because the tons of angels just came in. And so it kind of helps you partner with what the angelic is doing, partner with what heaven is doing. And then I'll, you know, see different angels for different things. Like, you know, sometimes I'm like, wow, there are tons of encouragement angels in the room. Okay, God really wants to bring encouragement to this meeting. And so I found that it really helps me um, to kind of um, like discern the atmosphere, discern what's going on by using the angelic and being able to look to them and what, you know, because obviously God has sent them to the meeting for certain things. And then so it's asking God, okay, what's going on? What are the angelic doing? What have you sent to this room? Um, you know, so ministry-wise, I think it, it's, for me especially, it's been very, very helpful. Hmm. That's amazing. Um, can you like maybe touch on like being that you're married and, and I know that your husband as well too is in ministry alongside you. How, how have you guys kind of uh, learned to work together or, or what does that look like for each of you? Yeah, we work really well together. I mean, I have an amazing husband who's very much like, you know, we'll go to, we'll go to meetings where I'm the one there to speak and he's just there to, to support me and watch me and stuff like that, which I think is great because, you know, for um, some friends that, that can be hard, you know, if one person, because obviously me and my husband are both in ministry and sometimes they just want him. Sometimes they just want me, but we found like he, he's a, he's a prophet too. And so he, we kind of tell people that I'm the eyes and he's the ears. 
you know, because of a lot of things like something will be happening in the room and I'll see it and he'll hear it. And so then kind of able to confirm mm-hmm. what we're seeing, what we're, what we're hearing and kind of, um, yeah, like it, it, they go really, really well together. And I'm, it's, it's been fun to kind of see, or like I'll see a picture over somebody or something. I'm like, I don't quite know what, how, what this means, but this is what I'm seeing. And then Gabriel's able to come in. He's like, Oh, this is what I heard. And that's the interpretation of that. And so, so it's been fun. It's been fun in marriage to do ministry together because it's like, Oh, okay. You heard what I saw and, you know, and vice versa and stuff like that. So that's been great. Wow. That's powerful. So. Uh, yeah, that's kind of like how the the body the body is, you know. Like you you explained it very well. Like you see and and he hears. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of go through your process of like seeing? Um, and you, you like you call yourself, I think, a seer as well too. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but can you kind of go through like what a seer is? I mean, I. I would say a seer prophet. I mean, when you look at like the Old Testament, there was definitely ones that were that were classified as seers and prophets and stuff like that. Was I think kind of in the New Testament is kind of all under the encompass of um, prophet. So I would say that I'm a the seer prophet. And there's, I mean, there's lots of different types of prophets, but I would say that I am a seer prophet, which basically means that when when I'm getting prophetic words for people, a lot of times I'll see things. And so for some people, like you know, from as I with my husband, he hears everything. And so when he prophesies over something, and this is kind of like how you can tell the difference is when, when somebody's kind of giving a prophetic word, it's kind of the language that they use. So like when I'm prophesying over somebody, I'll always say like, I saw this, I see this, I see this over your life. Whereas my husband, his, his language is I, I heard the Lord say this over you. And then I heard God said this. And so it's kind of, um, this is kind of the way that we get the, the words in the Lord and then how it kind of interpret, how we kind of interpret that and then how we see it. So I always, I always see things like, I'll see visions of people or I'll see words over people's heads or something like that. Whereas for my husband, he just hears it all, you know? So it's kind of the way, the different ways that God speaks. Hmm. That's, that's amazing. So do you, do you see a lot of the open vision that you're talking about or is it like the internal, like kind of the, the imagination or the imagination eye, I guess? Um, it's, it's, it's a bit of both. Um, Sometimes I'll go into open visions and sometimes they're in just my imagination. And sometimes I can't tell, you know, like sometimes something feels so real. I'm like, I don't know if I just had an open vision or I don't know if that was in my imagination, but it was so real that I think at that point it doesn't, it doesn't really matter very much. Um, you know, but it definitely, it definitely comes in both ways. And I think it depends on the season too. Um, like I've had some seasons where it's been, all kind of through the imagination. And I think because in that season, God was teaching me to really trust what I was seeing and have to put faith behind it, you know, because it's obviously like if God comes with an audible voice and you're like, okay, this is obviously what the Lord said. Whereas if he comes in this still small voice, it takes more faith to kind of walk that out, you know, because it's not maybe as clear as you think. Um, and so, yeah, but it is definitely a little bit of both. And I think it depends on the season right now. I think the season I'm in, it's, it is kind of a little bit of both. It's kind of a mixture. Um, like I'll have some moments where it's just oh, an open vision or I'll have, and it's the same with the angelic too. Like a, a lot of what I see, um, is in the spirit. Um, and I've had seasons where everything, especially when I was a kid, I saw everything in the natural. Um, and then kind of different seasons I've gone through where 
I'll see things in the physical or see things in the spirit. Um, now I kind of see mostly in the spirit and the in the natural is kind of more of a, a rare thing. But I know that what I'm seeing in the spirit is so real that it doesn't feel like any less than if I did see it in the physical. Hmm. Wow, that's that's awesome. So do you, I think one of your, one of the things that you really feel compelled to is like kind of equip or to help the body see um, mm -hmm. what are some activations or things that people can do to start? Um, I, I'll just say this. I think a lot of people do see in the spirit, but they just don't know it. Um, mm -hmm. like you talk about the imagination, kind of the eye thing, and that's the way I see. But I think a lot of people kind of think that it's an outward thing rather than an inward thing. So can you kind of maybe go through a couple things that you do when you come in to train or to teach people to see? Yeah, I love to. Yeah, I love like like you said. One of my one of my goals is like I want to equip the body to see, you know, because we all have access to seeing. Like seeing is a spiritual gift, you know. And the Bible says that we all we have access to all of our spiritual senses, you know. And so we all have access to see. Like everybody, I think, is born being able to see, you know, because it's a spiritual sense. Like we all have access to it, and it's. Um, but it's like you can actually train yourself to see and have encounters. And I totally agree. Like a lot of people are seeing stuff and they don't even realize it. Or a lot of people are seeing stuff and think because it's not in the in the physical, it doesn't count, um, which is not true. Like it completely does count. You know, and even people tell me like, oh, I've I, I see my dreams, but it's not in the physical in front of me. So it doesn't count, you know, which is. I mean, if you think about it that way, it's like, well, I'm glad that Joseph didn't think that in the Bible, you know, because if he thought, oh, I just, you know, Gabriel came to me in a dream and told me to get out with Jesus as a baby, you know, if he'd had, he just had that in a dream. And if he had said to, thought to himself, oh, that was just a dream. It wasn't a physical encounter in front of me. It, you know, the repercussions of that would have been insane. So it's definitely recognizing what you're seeing. But um, an activation that I love to do is it's kind of, a very simple activation um, because you can definitely train yourself to see. Um, I remember, you know, because like, for example, like with, uh, you know, go back to the prophetic, um, you know, you can train yourself in the prophetic, you know, and that just means when you're in meetings asking God, okay, God, what words do you have for people? You know, it's like stepping out and taking some risks. And, um, you know, when it comes to seeing, like, you can absolutely train yourself to see. And it's just kind of it's the same similar kind of vein as the prophetic. It's just kind of asking God questions. You know, so I'll tell people, okay, if you're in a room, um, first of all, invite the angelic in. Invite the angelic to come. Um, whereas, you know, this, they're always there and they're always around, but just kind of inviting the angelic to kind of come to the forefront. And then when, you, when you've done that, um, asking the Lord, okay, where is an angel in the room right now? And kind of letting God highlight somewhere to you and, um, and then and going with your first gut instinct. Like don't doubt yourself. Just kind of go with what you're seeing. Um, if you're seeing one in that corner or whatever corner, just kind of, or right in front of you, just kind of go with it. Don't doubt what you're feeling. And then so he's asking that, okay, where's an angel in the room? And then kind of once you've once you've done that, asking God again, okay, God, what does that angel look like? And then letting God tell you. Maybe you just see the hair color, or maybe you just see the wings, or maybe you see the whole angel, but not discounting what you're seeing. So if only you see one little detail, um, you know, just going with it and say, okay, God, I see an angel in that corner and it's got blue hair, for example, you know, and then, and then from that point, you can just kind of um, ask God what the angel's name is, you know, because a lot of times angels names have huge significance and their name, um, you know, have meaning and there's so much meaning behind the names. 
And so, you know, I remember she did this activation once before, and this this girl, she sees this angel she'd never seen before in her life. She does this activation. She sees this angel um, covered in diamonds. And she's like, that's super weird. And she kind of doubted it. She didn't even didn't know if she was really seeing that. And then she asked the Lord what the angel's name was. And the angel told her this name that she had. She'd never heard it before. She's like, I don't even know what that word, that name is. I don't know what it means. And so, and I had said in the activation, I'm like, Google what the name means. Like, Google the name, you know, find out what it is. And so she had, she had Googled the name, and the name was actually in the name of a diamond company. And the angel that she had saw was covered in diamonds. So it was like a huge uh, confirmation for her. So, you know, so ask the Lord, okay, what's the angel name? What's the angel's name? And then you can then ask the angel, like, hey, what are you here to do? You know, because, you know, the Bible says the angels are messengers and, you know, they're here to watch over us and you know, um, watch over us and everything. And so you can ask the angel, what are they what are you here to do? And sometimes they might be like, you know, especially if you're in a church service, um, you know, sometimes they'd be like, yeah, I have a message for the person over there or I, I've, you know, God sent me with healing for that person over there. Or, you know, they could just be there to be in the service or be in the meeting. And, you know, so just kind of so it's basically just asking questions and kind of. Doing that, I found um, kind of just starts training yourself to do it. Like I've had people that have kind of they've done that, you know, those simple questions and asking, you know, God, where's the angel? What's their name? What are they doing? What do they look like? Um, over time, they just keep on keep on doing it. Over time, they've they've come and told me they're like, now I walk into a room and I don't have to ask the questions anymore because I so trained myself, my spirit to like look for those things as I walk in the room. That now I just walk in and I just. I'm like, okay, there's an angel over there and this is what he's doing and this is the message that he brings. And, you know, taking it back to the prophetic, you know, I remember when I first started really learning to prophesy, you know, the beginning, it's like you'd walk into a room or a church service. And I'm like, okay, God, you know, who, who do you have a word for? You know, what are they, what are you saying over them? You know, whereas now, you know, if somebody comes up to prophesy over, ask me to prophesy over them, it's like, yeah, I, you know, it just kind of comes. I don't really have to ask anymore, you know, because it's kind of like I've just trained myself to kind of always be listening out for God's voice and what he's doing. And, you know, you can definitely do the same with seeing it is constantly going after it and not giving up and keep on asking the questions. And, OK, God, where is the angels? What are they doing? And then, you know, w w listening to what they say, you know, if an angel says to you, hey, I'm here to bring healing to a person over there, they have they need healing in their body, then being proactive with that and walking up to that person and say, hey, this might sound a little strange, but do you happen to need healing, you know, in your body? And I mean, if you're a church or you're in the place where you are is not um, so up with the angelic at that point, I probably wouldn't go over and be like, hey, this angel just came to me and told me this, whatever. But definitely start off with, um, do you happen to need healing in your body? And then if they say, yeah, like, how can you ask? You know, you kind of go into detail and tell them, but definitely being proactive about kind of what you're seeing and, and stuff like that. That's good. Um what would you say to somebody that, um, and I mean, this is kind of a, the skeptics that I'm, I'm thinking about, but I mean, people who would say, okay, you're looking at angels. Why aren't you looking at Jesus? Or why aren't you like looking at the Holy Spirit or asking the Holy Spirit? And I understand that there's a partnership with all of them, but what do you say to kind of like people that would kind of play that card to you and what you're kind of saying? Yeah, I mean, I think with obviously, you know, that's a question that I get asked a lot. Um, and so, and I would say for me, you know, my, you know, and some people, they say, like, I'm worried that if I have relationship with the angelic, then I'm not going to have with God. And for me, it's just brought me closer because I know when I look at this angel, 
standing in front of me. I'm like, wow, God sent this angel into this room for that person over there because they need healing. Like it just always reminds me of the, I just get the allness of God. Like, wow, God, you're so amazing. I can't believe you did this. Like, God, you're so big. You're so great. And so that's what kind of seeing the angelic is. And, you know, angels are there. Like they're there for us. Like, you know, the Bible says that they're ministering spirits, you know, um, you know, Hebrews 1.14 says, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? You know, so they are there to to minister to us to um, when we need it, to strengthen us, you know. And it says in Luke 22.43, says, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. You know, so the, the angelic is really there. And it's not, they're not there to take away from who God is. They're not there to um, turn our eyes away from God. But they're there to kind of just show us in moments like, who who God is you know I remember growing up as a little kid and I would see these angels standing in front of me and my parents would always tell me like heaven is just as real like God is just as real as these angels that you're seeing and I, I remember just being like wow God like you're so good and you're so big and you're so real and you're so majestic and um you know and the angelic is, is there for us and you know and you even look at the Bible and I've had people tell me before you know I don't want angels to minister to me like I, I just want God which is which is great and I love this sentiment behind it but it's like okay is that out of fear or out of you don't not understanding you know because you look at Jesus you know he had angels come and minister to him you know after he was um tempted with the with the with the devil you know it says in Matthew 4 that angels came came and ministered to him you know so we we do need the angelic and it's definitely time for the church to recognize them again and you know but and I love um, Romans 8:38 when it comes to this topic, you know, because that verse says, um, and I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, um, neither fears, or, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. And I love there that it, it includes the angelic because, it, you know, it just shows you that nothing can really separate you from God. And it's just another thing to use, you know, it's just another, um, it's just a partnership with him and, um, you know, he really does. He sends angels with messages. You know, he sends angels with healing into the room. And it's just recognizing those not out of not looking at God, but I think out of your awareness of God increases to such a high degree. You know, if you do that activation that I talked about and you you see this angel, you're like, wow, like that's heaven right there. Like heaven is as real as that angel. And I think it just that's what I found anyway. And I think obviously there's people that can do it in a, a in a healthy and bad way, but I think it's just what mindset you have behind it. So for me, it's always been, I, I know that God is just as real as these angels that I'm seeing, that Jesus is just as real and that nothing can separate me from God. And there's times where I've had crazy angelic encounters and I remember being a little kid and I got lost one day and an angel showed up and took me home. And so when I was living in Eastern Europe and I remember getting home and being like, wow, God, like you love me so much that you, I was completely lost as a 10 year old, didn't know where it was. And you sent an angel just for me to take me home because I didn't know how to go. Like I felt so loved by God in that moment. And that's what the angelic is there for. It's there just to show us how much God truly does care for us in those little moments like that. And to know that we're so loved. Thanks for joining us. Episode number eight, part one with Luis Lopez. Find us on Twitter at Servants of Fire Pod or Servants of Fire Podcast on Facebook.